position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 192. Of the best Linux games podcast being recorded for you on this kind of just blah uh, Friday, uh, the 29th of June at uh, 1801 hours. That would make it for our sequel friends, uh, 2018. Was that 06, 29? Uh, at, uh, you know, 601 p.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast time, the coast with the most. PST, crack engineer, Ivor Molina, right over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. That is a Fucking fantastic idea. This week in politics has almost killed me. Oh boy. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Um, we have much more. We have much bigger fish to fry that are less depressing. <coughs> <coughs> oh, evidently I'm going to hack up along and die here on this episode of the show. Yes. Okay, so let's get straight to our top stories. Ivor, you're fired for not reminding me to go to our top stories, which is what we always do. Here every week. Ah, I feel lighter already now that the cancer, the ulcerous cancer of crack engineer Ivor Molina has now been finally jettisoned from not just my life, but your life, our collective lives. We're we're free. We're f- finally we're free at last. 
Um, Ivor, don't cry. No one likes you anyway. Uh, anyway, so our top stories this week. Um, we only have one. Oh, I lied. We have two. Col- uh, the best links games. The column uh, might be out later in a weekend, maybe into the middle of next week. I've been very busy uh, playing a lot of good games, and we'll talk about that in a moment as well. But first, I want to give a shout out to the Beardy J, my buddy out of nowhere, who I know listens to this show. Um, he's a sick man. He actually uh, voluntarily, like, semi-eagerly, allegedly sought out and listened to, even after I warned him, no, it's gonna kill you and you'll never make it um the infamous uh day x uh three and a half hour long uh boozy maudlin anger anger will robinson comprehensive uh review that we did uh, a couple weeks ago or a couple uh, many months ago i guess um fuck that game though but anyway during that conversation with beardy j he's a good guy he's a nice guy uh, he hit me to something that you probably have already heard of, but just in the off chance that you haven't, I'm always the last person to hear about anything that's really cool, because you guys are all dicks and you don't tell me, which is why you suck and why you are going to die. Now, um, why I've dispatched an elite squadron of fucking stealth assassins, a squadron of stealth assassins, no, a platoon of stealth assassins. They will be dropped by the squadron of... Anyway. He hit me to this really cool tool at www.lorenzostanco.com That's lorenzostanco.com Just go there and uh, put in your uh, Steam uh, ID or your name, you know, you know, whatever your handle is for Steam. (coughs) And then click on Load Library. This is a tool that gives you basically all of the sorting and um, filtering that you could ever possibly want for your Steam library. All the games that you have on Steam will be listed, it'll load, and if it doesn't load, you might need to adjust your privacy settings on your Steam account, it'll tell you if you need to do that, um I had to change my, uh I can't remember what the setting was actually called, but I had to change it from uh, friends only to public and it's worth it because this is like every type of fucking sorting and filtering mechanism from your library that you could ever possibly want um, you can filter them by tags, uh, you can filter them by, uh, and you can do them in combinations, and it's really easy to use, uh, you can sort by playtime, that's fucking rad, recently played, you can also sort by metascore, you can also sort by the number of reviews that a game has gotten, uh, as well as by the release date, uh, and it actually has, a a logical operator, um, It'll, either, it'll accept either and or or um, which is really fucking neat uh, and you can save you can save your uh, view if you have like a certain view that you you know you, you really like and find efficacious which you will eventually discover um, 
you can you can save it, which is really cool. Uh, but for anyone who is like me, who has over a thousand games now in Steam, nine hundred and eighty-four games. That is interesting. It also has a pick a random game button, which is awesome. Um, these sorts of really uh, more, way more sophisticated tools become. I've I've wanted something like this for three fucking years now. No kidding. Uh, just because like this is gonna make uh, doing our end of the year. Um, awards so much easier because now I have actual powerful search capabilities within my own library um so that's really cool and it's free um very you know if you have concerns about the privacy thing then you know you have concerns about the privacy thing I don't in particular because all they do is fucking it's just your username and so like yeah like blah I had to change uh from friends only to public, um, the thing that uh, shows the actual amount of time that you spent in-game, which is something that I didn't even know I had set to friends only, because I thought that everyone could see that shit, but um, it's pretty awesome, so that that URL, which will be in the sh- in the show blurb for this week's episode, is lorenzostanco.com L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-S-T-A-N-C-O.com and that, it's called the uh, Steam Library Filters page. It's really fucking cool. Um, it's super powerful. I love that you can sort by Metascore, user rating, reviews count, release date, on top of all of the other things that you would expect to be able to, to search. You know, platform features, uh, virtual reality support, supported languages, or you can filter by straight up tags. It's fucking pretty, pretty powerful shit. Pretty rad. So, uh, there's that many, again, many thanks to uh, the Beardy J for finally taking mercy on my ignorance and hipping me to the existence of this fucking fantastic tool. Um, okay, let's have the whiskey now because Ivor, Ivor is evidently gassing himself in, in the booth right there. He's pounding on it. It looks, there's a purple and a green and a kind of a pinkish. Yeah, he's pounding. He's holding up the whiskey sign, though. So, oh, his skin's melting off. It's getting all over the... Don't get your skin all over the whiskey sign! God damn, we're gonna have to make a new whiskey sign after we mop him up. Um, so cheers. Uh, mmm. Mmm. That's good whiskey. Mmm, that's good weed. No, we are not getting stoned yet. Ah, we will. Later tonight. Trust me. I have every confidence that before the night is out, and as your president, I will be getting high as fuck tonight. Anyway. So, our feature this week is continuing along with the Steam Summer Sale 2018 shit. Um, this being our second week of our coverage. I don't know if we'll get a third week, um, but that's okay, because I'm I've, I've pretty much ransacked. Let's see. Ends on July 5th. So it's a Thursday. So yeah, we won't get we, we won't get more Steam Summer Sale coverage next week, which is fine by me. Because every episode of, every sale episode that I have to do, this is true of the Thanksgiving sale, the Christmas sale, the winter sale, the spring, the uh, summer sale. Uh, 
it takes seven times the amount of work to prepare one of those episodes. Just ask, oh God, Ivor is, Ivor looks like the drizzle. Um, just ask Ivor, it's literally seven times the amount of work and the shows tend to run long and they're complex because like whereas we normally mention three or four games a week, all of a sudden I have to actually prepare a list of, you know, either the best games or the best deals or whatever and then I, and then I obsess over the list and then I then I have to figure out how long do we want the list to be, how much descriptions do we want in each of those. And, and anyone who's worked as a journalist knows that you give the shittiest, lowest fucking rung stringer, shittiest freelancer at the paper, you give them the capsule reviews because that way you don't have to do them anymore. Um, so it's a lot like that, and it takes a lot of work. Uh, literally, it's seven times easily. Uh, two years ago, they tried to kill me uh, with that whole fucking, it was like Jesus, it was November through January there was a sale every two fucking weeks, and there were huge sales so I, and it was during the holidays, so it's like, yeah, I have to do Thanksgiving and then, you know I have to do Christmas and I have to do Hanukkah, and I have to do New Year's and I want to say that all of those holidays fell on a fucking Friday that year so it was a, just a fucking horrendous nightmare. Anyway, our feature this week, why don't you hit him with it, Ivor? We'll tell you after Ivor. Uh, oh. Uh, don't worry, Ivor. I'll d- yeah, Ivor has what looks like a vestigial flipper tentacle sucker fin coming out of... Yeah, he's... Don't go all gooey on me now, Ivor. All right, I- I'll I'll do it. Uh, but... Perfect. Oh my God! It's Bolivian. Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooby. Bolivian. Okay, so our feature this week is called New to Me from Steam Summer Sale, and it is basically a collection of let's see, how many do we have on here? Two, four, we got five games here. Five excellent games, who wants to take one? Write them away! Oh yes, I'll say, well the quality goes in the name goes on! That's right, one tenth of a dollar, we got service after sale, how about perfume, we got perfume, how about an engagement ring? Some of the lay, some of the lay, that's three for a dollar. We got a year and clearance on <laughs> smoke damage furniture. Yeah, <laughs> you can drive it away today. Mm. So, since we did such bang up quick job on um, getting out our coverage for the Steam Summer Sale last week on time and everything, like we dropped it on Friday, I spent fucking 10 hours on that show. Long time. That's a whole fucking work day. <laughs> but it was fun. It was really good. I, I thought it was really good. I hope you enjoyed it. But now we've been able to actually play games that were not on that list because we didn't know if they were good or not. Like they were new to us. So uh some a couple of these we may have mentioned in uh previous episodes over the last like you know two weeks or whatever. Uh only one of these games is not on sale right now, so I'll give you the prices, but anyway. First off, my 
my new best friend. Almost. It's not as it's not as addictive for me as hyperspace dogfights is, which I almost beat this fucking week. I got to the very end of hyperspace dogfights. 103 hours minus 7 cuz I once left it on when I went when I when I went to sleep. Um so that's like, you know, 103 hours. Uh, <laughs> uh I love hyperspace dogfights. It's a fantastic game. I got to the very end of it though. It is a fucking insanely punishingly difficult game. Game is the game does not fuck around. That game just wants to wants to kick you in the balls. Made by fucking psychopaths. That's what that game is. Come on, Morty. Let's go play hyperspace dogfights. Um, okay, so my but but I bought a ton of games this Steam summer sale. It was a good it still is a good summer sale for uh, us Linux users. In stark contrast to last year, which I remember being very anemic, the summer sale. I remember it really kind of sucking almost for uh, us Linux users. Um, but uh, so Everspace E-V-E-R-S-P-A-C-E Everspace you can get now at 67% off now through the duration of the Steam Summer Sale at $9.89 and you want to do this you need to do this what is Everspace? Everspace is descent free space with six. It's a six degree of freedom um, in cockpit, uh, pseudo arcadey, pure roguelike um, combat, futuristic sci fi uh, flight simulator, arcadey style. So it's like descent free space. Meets faster than light, FTL faster than light, but it's all in first person with excellent cockpit and gorgeous fucking graphics, horrendously awesome replayability. Uh, today I spent two hours. I only have logged ten hours in Everspace, but trust me, you want to get this game. It runs great on Linux. Um, only thing, only thing I don't like about it, as I've mentioned previously on this podcast, is I can't get it to recognize my Warthog hottest system, my Thrustmaster Warthog hottest system. So I'm still playing with a gamepad, but the game is so good. One of its principal geniuses might actually be that they have managed to condense and simplify all aspects of controlling and managing a very sophisticated, um, realistic-seeming, um, you know, uh, space combat simulator with your standard generic... Uh, I don't know how many buttons are on there. Uh, two, four, eight. Okay, so you got Y, X, A, and B for the buttons. So there's four. Then you got both sticks pressed down as buttons, so that's that's six. Then you have um, four on the shoulders, so that's ten. And then you have the D-pad in each one, you know, so that would be uh, 14. And then you have the normal sticks. Um, the only thing you... They've simplified a six degree of, of uh, freedom game. I don't know if I said separation earlier. I may have six degrees of separation. A pink shirt, a burst of color. But six degrees of freedom, meaning that you, you can, you know, hover... You can fly directly up like a Harrier. You can fly directly down like a helicopter. You know, like you can descend, you know, quote-unquote descend because you're in space. Um, you can also pitch and roll. Well, you can't roll. 
That's the one thing that they've eliminated, that they've automated from the, you know, blah, the control configuration. You can thrust forward, you can thrust reverse, you can boost forward, can't boost reverse, um, but then you can also fly immediately strafing side to side, left to right, on, like, the x-axis, uh, maintaining your orientation in place and you can do that all of those moves in all possible combinations and six degrees of freedom they've simplified this into an actually satisfying even though for me it's still a wound because I'd rather be playing with my Wardark Hottest because I can map everything on that fucking on that Hottest system that's hands on uh, hands on uh, what is it hands on throttle and stick um comes in two parts. I have an infinite plethora. I have a plethora of buttons. Um, But they've managed to simplify this into something that is even satisfying even to me to your standard generic uh, what the fuck? I'm sorry. My phone rang. Um, Standard generic uh, you know Xbox like controller. The graphics in this game are amazing. Now, here's the way it plays. And this is probably going to be the game that we're going to spend the second most amount of time on. We only have five games to go through here, so bear with me here. Let me ex- let me extol the virtues of Everspace. And it's a steal at $9.89. Get it now. It is fucking gorgeous. If you ever played Descent Free Space back in the day, 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 imagine if Descent Free Space had unlimited polygons or unlimited triangles. Well, I guess back then it would have been polygons. But, um, unlimited geometry and unlimited fucking lighting and shaders and lots of complex geometry. I'm talking about, like, shit that you can fly through, giant debris fields that are the size of an entire space pocket that take, like, you know, seven minutes to get from one side to the other if you're just flying in a straight line, like, a, you know, just beelining it, you know, just to measure... It takes like five minutes to get from one side to the other. Five to seven minutes. And you can keep going too. And all of these um, pockets have enemies, um, potential friends, potential uh, all of the pockets have super adventure, which is really really cool. What do I mean by super adventure? So, Everspace is structured at its core. This is not a review, by the way. There will be... But I guess we should call this a review. But we're not going to, because it's not. I've only logged 10 hours in the game. Once I get to 20, maybe I'll file a column on that, and that'll be the review, and then I'll let you know. But, okay, so the structure of, of Everspace is you wake up, you've died. Because it's a roguelike, so, you know, we're starting a new run. You've died, and you're a clone. It has a strong story component to it, too. Uh, But the story component does not get in the way at all of the fucking action, the adventure, the space exploration in glorious, glorious, unbelievable, fucking, like, over-the-top, almost. I blew up my first capital ship today, and it was a small, small capital ship in terms of, like, by the standards of capital ships that I've seen in 10 hours, it exploded into the streaking rays of orange fucking fire fingers that extended in all directions and at all angles, and the explosion was as big 
it felt like it as the pocket itself. It took 30 seconds for the explosion to clear, and it was fretted with like these lit up rivulets of like blue fucking lightning electricity and shit. Um, it was amazing. It made me audibly gasp. No bullshit. I, mean, I went, <gasps> which happens very infrequently to me these days after fucking 35 years of goddamn video gaming. Um, so when it happens, I, 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 it registers with me. Like, I'm like, oh my god, it just made me gasp. That was really amazing. Um, okay, so you wake up as a clone because you're dead and you're a clone and you have this AI system on your ship and uh, then the workflow goes like this. You take whatever credits you had from your last run, you have to spend them all or lose them, just like every other roguelike. You can upgrade two things, though. Oh, I mean, you can upgrade tons of shit. These are permanent upgrades. You can upgrade your pilot, you know, you yourself, once you figure out who you are or who you aren't or who you are a clone of. I love, they, they call it my original. That's how, there's good voice acting throughout this entire game. And your ship's computer, while not particularly um, generally useful, is very he's not very verbose none of the characters are super verbose all the dialogue is really tight um, but well acted and the story will draw you in eventually it drew me in today (coughs) but you can upgrade two things, two categories of things (coughs) with your credits from the last run that you did you can upgrade your pilot, which is you you can upgrade his abilities that are innate or you can upgrade the ship system's abilities and stuff. And these all have sub-things that you can upgrade. But it's not so dense as to be bewildering or troublesome. The whole game plays like a streamlined fucking... uh, It's an amazing reiteration of Descent Free Space crossed with faster, Faster Than Light. So, for instance, <clears throat> it took me about eight hours to really... Uh, not eight hours. It took me... Uh, yeah, it took me about eight hours to really get um, some time with the game where I wasn't just stoned out of my mind, like, sitting there with my jaw agape as I mindlessly flew everywhere. Um, to really get uh, a handle on the pilot upgrade systems and the ship upgrade systems. And you can buy other ships, too. So, for instance, like, um, you can upgrade your ship's capacity for energy. Energy is all important. Energy is what lets you boost, which is really how you get from point A to point B faster. Um, like, in, in a pocket, like when you're dogfighting with shit. But that's also the same energy pool that you need for your guns. Not for your missiles, but for your guns. Generally speaking, it depends. If you have energy weapons or evidently the Gatling gun doesn't require any fucking, you know, blo- and there's tons of fucking items and weapons and, and etc. that you can find and you can make them. There's also crafting in this game. I know. Deep space fucking self-improving sci-fi far-flung futuristic descent free space faster than light craft them up arcade style 
space in cockpit, first person space simulation. You can also do third person uh, if you want, if you're a pussy, but you should do first person. Um, roguelike, uh, pocket to pocket, role playing game, adventure, procedurally generated awesomeness. That's really whatever space is. So then you, you know, you start your run. You spend all your credits or you just throw away some or whatever because, you know, there's nothing else that you can upgrade. And then you start your run. In each run, there, in each pocket of each run, there is a uh, little icon, a warp point. All you have to do to get out of that pocket is just face that point and keep your reticule on it. It's not hard. Reticle on it. Uh, for like six seconds, and then you it's punch it, Chewy, and you're in hyperspace, and you're off to the next pocket. In between, you'll get to pick which pocket you wish to go to next, and then at the end of the map, there is a warp gate that's like after like five pockets or something like that. Once you get to like the fifth warp or the fourth, the third warp gate. Once you get into the fourth area, the star map begins to get really complex. Uh, in terms of like actually strategizing what the fuck you're gonna do depending on how good your sensors are all of this stuff is intricate and amazing but here's the my favorite thing by far about Everspace each pocket all of them are procedurally generated they're never the same but the structures in each pocket by the way, you've woken up after the end of a horrific intergalactic war between uh, I guess the Earthlings and this alien race called the Okar. But there are other aliens out there. You, you'll meet them. They're pretty interesting. Some of them will give you jobs. Some of them won't. Uh, some of them will fuck you over. Some of them won't. Um, and you'll talk to them. You'll meet them. And it's amazing. But my favorite part about this game is that in every pocket regardless of how good your your sensors are it's better with better sensors um, but when you start even just fl- find the biggest structure like sometimes they're giant destroyed warships sometimes they're giant factories that are being currently run by G and B uh, which I keep wanting to call G, B and H but uh, mining stuff with their security forces, their private security forces, sometimes there are anyway, just fly to the biggest structure you can find and try to get inside of it we're talking like giant hulks of capital ships, the size of like of uh, of Star Destroyers they're not quite that big well yeah, no, actually Star Destroyers, yeah not Super Star Destroyers, but Star Destroyers um but they're all broken up and you can fly through them and you can find shit in them and you'll find trouble you'll find shit to hack you'll find shit to you know blah and this is not like a a descent kind of ripoff the controls in this game are amazing by the way they're amazing for how simple they are they are amazing once you get the hang of it you can do some fucking rad shit in Everspace which is the name of the game. So, like, I'll, I'll just, I'll give you, like, an example. Like, you know, uh, this pocket, nothing's happening here. You kill, like, whatever bad guys there are. 
whatever, you harvest up all the shit that they drop. Which, by the way, you can use to upgrade. You can also mine shit, too. But this game plays very quickly. Like, it, my longest run is only like an hour and ten minutes long. So far. Ten hours in. And that was, I got through, like, almost all of Pocket. Almost all, almost all the way through Area 4. Which unlock once you get to Area 4, it unlocks a new uh, layout for your ship. But, th- anyway, that's beside the point. So I'm just flying around and I'm trying to mine these asteroids because when you have uh, the right combination of materials, you can actually upgrade your weapons on your ship for that run. See where I'm going with this? And you can do lots of really cool upgrades. Or you can scrap that weapon or system or whatever and make a new one out of whole cloth if you have the resources. Um, Which is also really cool. And you can collect blueprints and stuff like that, which unlock, you know, other shit that you can make, etc., 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 which are permanent for from this run to all future runs. But anyway, so I'm I'm looking around and I'm you know I'm trying to fucking find some find some crystal. I want I want I want to mine some crystal. Uh, crystal and gas are really important. You need gas to repair your life support systems if you get really badly damaged. And the way you get damaged in this game is fucking awesome. When they drop your shields, you better hope... That is when you get to start to think about why didn't I upgrade my hull? As your windshield shatters, not kidding, literally, it'll get cracked. As the klaxons begin to sound, as you take hit after hit after hit after hit after wandering into a fucking ambush, inside of an asteroid, inside of a minefield... With turrets, outlaw turrets that are placed surreptitiously inside of the asteroid to protect their hidden secrets, and you're trying to find the shield generator to blow, you know, and this is not even part of the story, not even part of the campaign. You can do shit like this in every pocket, and it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier the further you go. So, yeah. Oh, our life support systems are gone. I can't target anything anymore. I'm getting ass fucked. Our shields are gone. Hull is at half. Deploy the nanobots. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to fucking don't panic. Fuck. Where? Oh, my God. And then you explode. And you do it again. Mm. It is fan bloody tastic, my friends. So, yeah, and one of the coolest things about Everspace is that it's almost like FTL Faster Than Light from a first-person perspective without a crew. You have to be the entire crew because it's it's a single-person fighter. I just got my second ship today, which I really want to play now. God, I love doing this podcast because it just makes me want to play more games. Everspace is fantastic. It's also 67% off for the duration of the Steam Summer Sale at $9.89, which you want to jump on with both feet. I mean, you need to buy this game now. You must buy this game. You must buy Everspace. I'm telling you because I am your fucking brain overlord. Trust me. And it has VR support. I will be running it in VR later tonight for the first time ever. Um... But just look at the fucking... The screenshot for this episode will probably be uh, something from Everspace. 
But the shit that you see in the screenshots on their store page, that's like bullshit. That's like totally commonplace everything, only you're doing it at 60 frames per second and destroying everything while also pulling off like really intricate surgical maneuvers through some of these debris fields, some of these asteroid fields, some of these wreckages. Um, it takes a long time to get really good at being a, a competent pilot. Uh, it doesn't take a long time. It takes... And, and and you can fake it till you make it, which is great. The game is just... I mean, it's... It's, it's close... I mean, we'll know more after I've logged 100 hours, or if I, if I ever make it to 100 hours, if I ever beat the game. But uh, I'll have more to say in a full review, but definitely get Everspace now while it is only 10 bucks. Seriously, if you can't afford it, message me, I will gift it to you. Oh my god, recent reviews are mixed? Out of 185, all reviews mostly positive, 3,185. This, this game came out last year, but it's Linux version only came out May 9th of this year so last month my my allergies are fucking killing me I took out the garbage today and now snot is pouring out of my face that was like fucking 3 hours ago too Jesus Christ, falling apart here so that's Everspace and you can also uncover like all the stuff about you, and then there are side quests that are permanent, like where you discover merchants, or people who give you assignments like bounties and stuff, and then you have to get back to their pocket next run, or, you know, in a later section of space after completing it. It's really, 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 really cool. Some of them go from, like, mundane, you know, collect and return quests to really elaborate, like, oh, okay, well, you have to infiltrate this insane asteroid facility that is expecting you, and then you have to, like, drop all of its defenses, then call me, and then help with us as we raid this entire place, um, and then we'll give you, you know, a cut of the profits or whatever, shit like that, and those only happen every, so, anyway, really neat shit, Everspace. Up next, and this is the second longest game that we're going to babble about. Zakaria Pinball. Zakaria Pinball is a set of... Okay, first of all, I'm not going to bore you with my relationship to pinball and how I fucking volunteered at the International Pinball Hall of Fame and how I lived there for fucking over seven years and... Blah, I'm not even kidding. Um, and it is the largest collection of pinball machines in the world um, that are kept and cycled in operating, you know, blah, that's open and available to the public. Come out to Las Vegas. Uh, give me, ping me at Vegas Writer on Twitter, V E G A S W R I T E R, and I will be, gladly meet you there. You will love it. You will shit your pants. But there is a dearth of real, there, there's a total dearth of realistic. Uh, pinball simulations for Linux. The only other one than Zakaria Pinball that's Z-A-C-C-A-R-I-A so Zebra um Alpha Cacciato Cacciato Alpha Richard Iota Alpha Pinball Zakaria Pinball 
one of the things that's kept me from ever buying Zakaria Pinball before um, this week, I got it two nights ago, I think, is that it's really, really fucking expensive. That, and I have mastered more pinball machines than you have probably ever seriously played. Literally. Um, you know, that's just a, I mean, because I'm old as fuck. Um, and yeah, I've mastered me right around six tables. I have played hundreds and hundreds of them, and I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours playing real pinball machines. Um, which is why Zakaria Pinball one, it was really expensive. It's always really expensive. For instance, right now during the Steam sale, if you want the platinum package for Zakaria Pinball at 69% off, it is $49.99, which is down from $158.42. That includes like basically everything that they have, though. Um, which is what I got eventually. I upgraded. I went I went from like the gold to the platinum because I was like, this these tables are insane. The other thing that caused me to be reticent about Zakaria Pinball um, is that I have never out of all of my experiences with pinball, I have played pinball machines of which there have been two made, ever Tim Arnold, the International Pinball Hall of Fame does not fuck around, and I go back with him to when I was 17, so over 20 fucking years ago, 21 years ago to be exact, I'm old as fuck I go way back. Um, but I had never seen a Zakaria pinball machine. Here's how they build themselves. Zakaria was founded by three brothers, Marino, Franco, and Natale, and was the third largest manufacturer of pinball machines in the world behind Bally and Williams. They had created and produced more than 35 different pinball machines between 1974 and 1987. This is an entire... So I, I've never heard of them. Which is really weird. Because I've played... There's not pinball machines, really, that I have not ever heard of. After 21 years... So anyway... It turns out that this that, 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 that that's all legit. They also have a bunch of digital tables that they made that are just digital tables, because they made their whole fucking engine for Zakaria Pinball. And it is a good fucking engine. It is as good as, uh... It is as good as Big Race USA from Pro Pin... Uh, was that Pro Pinball? Oh, fuck. Anyway, the only other realistic pinball simulation that you can get for Linux these days that looks gorgeous, I mean, and the art and the table design on these machines are so fucking insane many, many, many of the ones that you get in the, like, Platinum Collection are actually real are actually, rep, you know, digital replications of real fucking pinball machines that were actually in production and then there's some that are just virtual only it also has support for VR, I think uh, doesn't, yeah <coughs> Oh, that's an extra $6.74. Even if you have Platinum, I'm going to buy that right now. I'm going to add that to my cart. But, 
the point is, let me, just to be clear here, the only other realistic, because we don't have Pinball Arcade on Linux, which sucks because those guys, oh god, my son is pouring out of my face. Um, those guys promised about three years ago when I started playing Pro Pinball on the iPad that they were going to come out with a Linux version of Pro Pinball and they just, they, and then they canceled it. But they did it quietly. And then they stopped answering my emails, which really, you know, blah. But that's the best pinball simulation that you can play, more or less. This, though, is right there. It's right up there. Uh, the other one that you can get is Pro Pinball Ultra, which has the, uh, what is this? Can't remember the name. It's the Time Shock table. It only has one table on it. Zakaria Pinball, depending on which package you want, they have a platinum package. What? All right, 38 of 58 items in this box. Anyway, the only bad thing about... Okay, cool, yeah. All right, cool. The only bad thing about Sakaria Pinball, the tables are fucking insane. I was texting uh, Joe Jokemon Kendall all night last night, just sending him fucking screen caps. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, this. they're all Italian, but like they were way ahead of their time in some aspects, but like with art style that like obviously... So much drugs, so much fucking acid went into some of the fucking art design on some of these fucking tables. It's amazing. And it spans this bizarre, weird um, era in terms of pinball where it's, you know, almost like the, um, like there's some tables, you know, like the early 1970, the, the mid 1970s tables that these guys made are share very much in common with tables from the 19 fucking early 50s we're talking like oh, okay so it's basically entirely random we have four tiny flippers um shit like that but then like once you get to like 1977 and shit they have these tables that have like every advanced fucking design mechanism that you could ever incorporate into a table from like a decade later a decade sooner with art that is like two is that's like a decade earlier with a play feel and a play style and like a, a rule book, a scorebook for the tables that is a mix of in between those two. Just like it's so, and then the art style is just universally fucking crazy. I mean, really crazy. Like, mind-blowingly bizarre in some some of the premises for their tables. And I've never... I don't think I've ever played a Zakaria pinball machine. I did have a dream last night that they made um, going nuts. But they do have a, a game on here. Anyway, so it's like... I don't know how many tables the Platinum thing is. How many tables is it? Uh, 37... Pinball tables. It's 37 tables. 
Um, but that might be, you know, blah. But what, and it sucks that the interface sucks. Like the actual GUI kind of sucks. Like the menus are difficult to navigate. I haven't figured out how to get a controller to work with it yet. But I was really stoned when I when I bought this and I played the fuck out of it. I live streamed a lot of it too. Um, you can find that on our on our Twitch channel, twitch.com slash skookiesprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Click under the videos tab and uh, look for ones where we're playing pinball. Um, but in spite of the, the out-of-game interface menus kind of sucking and being counterintuitive, um, there are horrendous amounts of options for this. It's like the old Big Race USA, how you could adjust the rake of the table and everything. You can do all that shit in here. You can play in different game modes. There are also fucking global leaderboards. And it's 37 fucking insanely realistic fucking tables. And a bunch of virtual tables, too. Um, I have no idea how many... Fucking... I just... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And it's still in early access. And it's about two years old. Based on feedbacks, ideas, and suggestions of community members, the game will be improved by to that way that makes our customers very satisfied in early access. We will have the opportunity to implement these features. And they keep fucking rolling out the hits. I mean, there are games, there are, there are tables, virtual tables in this, in Zakaria Pinball, that uh, are totally virtual and were made as early as this year, as late as this year. And some of them are very good. Um, Rolling Rapids, or the Rapids one is really excellent. Um, and you can play them on arcade or simulation or a combination of both that, you know, just conform to every single fucking one of your tweakable fetish setting fantasies in terms of ball physics and etc, etc, etc you can also play multiplayer but it does not have online multiplayer at least it says it does but I can't figure out how to make that work it does have local multiplayer and there are leaderboards that are online If you want more fucking pinball for, and I do, I always want more pinball. One tricky thing that they did here though is in 1980, Zakaria Pinball made a game called Space Shuttle, which when I was stoned and I ended, because I just kept playing random table after random table after random table um, after, I, after I bought it. I was like, oh, here's one that I know I've played. And I, you know, game boots up and I'm like, this isn't Space Shuttle. Because there's another space shuttle from 1984 made by Williams. I think it was Williams. Um, great machine that I played the living fuck out of as a kid. But anyway, their space shuttle is very different. Um, it shares the exact same name though, which is weird, right? And it's four years earlier. But uh, yeah. Uh, and of all of the um, pinball simulations that are available for Linux, this and the Time Warp game from the same guys who made uh, Big Race USA ow, fuck, I just rolled over my own foot with my I mean, I'm wearing socks, rolled over my own foot with my own office chair <laughs> how stupid can I be this is one of the this is possibly the most beautiful pinball simulation that I've ever seen um, the actual like for the um, electromechanical eras of the machines that, that are rendered in, in the Zakaria pinball thing. Um, the back glass, the, 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 um, the actual glass over the play field, the play field glass will reflect 
all of the lights from the back glass and including, depending on the time of day you set it to, I know, you can do that. You can make it cloudy, you can make it morning, you can make it night. Um, will also reflect the actual uh, score dials on the glass, which is how I used to generally keep track of my score. And they are bizarre tables. Even the ones, especially the ones that were actually made, actually turned out in production, they are fucking strange. If you've never played any of these, and then the newer ones are even crazier. Some of the some of the newer ones that are like virtual only, um, they remove a lot of the uh, the oomph and mystic uh, excitement for me. But they're still really good tables. So it's fun to just load up the fucking game you know, if you have platinum, and then just play random table after random table after random table after random table, live streaming all the way, getting stoned as a motherfucker, and just yelling at, you know, your one or two fucking viewers, who will leave you very quickly. But it is, it's really, it's, it's really, really pretty. I've only played two hours of it, but, uh, I can't be right. Uh, what? Uh, uh. No, hang on. Uh, Zakaria Pinball. Just under three hours. Um, but I already have my favorite machines, and I think I've played every machine at least once. Maybe, maybe. Um, so that's really cool. It's expensive, but it is a lot of machines. And not only are they pretty and many of the machines are very good, or at least very interesting, or at least very psychotic, but the engine that they built for this, I'm, it's, it's excellent. It is an excellent pinball engine. Um, so that's like unlimited. It's so many machines, excellent pinball engine, fantastic graphics, uh, totally tweakable in almost every way to meet all your fetishes or whatever the fuck. Um, but best of all, even though it is expensive, but best of all, if you want to give it a try, there is a free demo that is completely free with no score caps. Because like, I think bronze caps your scores. Like if you buy the bronze level, um, it caps your scores and it doesn't give you all the tables. Um, and the game ends at you know shit like that. But Zakaria Pinball has a free downloadable demo with no score locks. It's one table. It's the uh, time machine table, which is really confusing because the other available pinball simulation uh, that's really good and actually fucking, you know, simulation perfect plays like real pinball, blah, blah uh, it's, it's called Time Shock or no, that was that was the sequel that was the sequel to Big Race USA or maybe the project, uh, anyway but Time Machine for Zakaria Pinball table is playable and totally free. You can download that and play it and get a taste of, you know, what the engine feels like. So, blah. But, you know, I love pinball and I always want more pinball, especially more virtual pinball. And this is a lot of tables that I've never played before and a lot of them are real. So there you go. That's Zakaria Pinball. Platinum now throughout the duration of the Steam sale is 69% off at $49.99 down from $158.42 that's pretty good so up next uh, a game that does not say that it actually supports Linux but it does 
Their Steam Store page does not say that it supports Linux at all. It says Windows 7 or whatever. It runs great on Linux. It's called I Hate Running Backwards, which is, I think it's done by Crow Team. It has to be. Let's see. Store page. Um, I am not on the jizzy fucking uh, come explosion that everyone, all the critics who've never played a fucking game have ever, have evidently, Kotaku really loved it, PC Power Play, CGM Online, uh, game something, uh, blah, 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 they all gave it like 8 out of 10 and all this shit, yeah, whatever. Uh, is this, is, this was made by Binks Inter- Interactive, which is a Crow Team incubated or Crow Team Incubator. It it's it's a spin-off from Crow Team. Because you play as Serious Sam, but this is like Minecraft meets Serious Sam. No crafting. All blast them up. You run backwards the entire game. So the screen scrolls upwards. Enemies come at you from the bottom of the screen. Um, you're in a pseudo voxel, you know, Minecraft looking world. You play as Serious Sam or other characters upgradable weapons, all this shit. It's, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as everyone's like raving about yet, but I have only played uh, right around two hours of it, because, you know, I've been playing a lot of fucking games since the Steam Summer Sale, because I bought a bunch of games. I do like this game, though. I hate running backwards. It's hilarious. Once I realized that it was actually Serious Sam, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And then I I actually live streamed it too. Um, so that's on our Twitch page thing as well. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Is the premise that we are always going to be running backwards? Because like you can't aim. You can't aim to your left or right. You can only aim straight forward and you're running backwards. Uh, but you can move around. You can and you can move into the you know, the front and the back. You can destroy everything um using a combination of uh, wicked melee attacks. Uh, which is just one spin attack if you're serious, Sam. Uh, special weapon attack, uh, and two primary weapons, which you can switch through independently, each which have their own ammo, and you pick up ammo stuff. And you only have three hearts as serious, Sam. So if you get hit three times before you beat the um, level, you die. It's pretty hard, too. It took me up until, like, yesterday. took me two hours to beat the first boss. Um, so now through, you know, July 5th for the summer sale, I hate running backwards, which does not, oh, here we go, June 28th, so yesterday, they finally announced that, uh, it had come to Linux, but I, I got it two days before that, I want to say, and it was running on Linux, and their, their Steam Store page still says Windows 7 or later, that's a lie, you can play it on Ubuntu, you can play it on Mint 18, and it's a lot of fun, it's very pretty, um, it's really good when you're stoned, I'll be playing it more. If it's fantastic, you'll hear a full review. Now it's 35% off at $9.74. That's another good game that I've been playing. This next game is the only game on this list that I know Ivor will go... Oh, Ivor just... Uh, he made a puddle balloon bubble out of his own melted flesh. He made a little balloon animal and he shaped it uh, using his groin socket or maybe his mouth. I don't know what that thing... I, I don't know what that thing is. His groin socket, maybe his mouth or whatever. It looks like he inflated it with his own inner gaseous breakdown 
fucking oh god and he spelled it he twisted it into oh my god those are his intestines oh Jesus into a balloon animal that says uh you're running late and I say fuck you Ivor you're a dead man you're the drizzle what about Mr. Mr. Man hmm well, we'll only go another 15 minutes because we're almost done. But uh, this is not on sale on the Steam store, sa- a Steam summer sale. This game is called Hot Pink. H-O-T-P-I-N-K. Like, um, I don't know, I was thinking of Whorehouse Illusions, Prom Night Illusions. I don't know. I don't know. It got weird for me even before I said anything and then I said things and it got even weirder. So there you go. Hot Pink. Hot Pink, I love Breakout games. I love Arkanoid, Revenge of Da, I love Arkanoid, the original. I love Breakout, the original. I also love all of the various, I mean, there have been dozens of them now, knockoffs of the Paddle versus Evil Bricks. Evil Bricks was one of the first ones for Linux. That was actually free and open source, too. I wonder if you can still get Evil Bricks. That that was the name of it. It was in my book, Blue Wizard's About to Die. There's a whole page of why Linux uh, programmers should not be able to uh, name their own creations. <laughs> Evil bricks. Anyway, Hot Pink, which is $9.99, and it is not on sale. Hot Pink is a very new take on the old breakout clone, you know, Yanoid, yet another Arkanoid breakout clone. Um, I got four hours on this already. It is very addictive. At mo- it's a roguelike Arkanoid breakout game that focuses very heavily on its leaderboards. At most, your average run will last under five minutes. That's if you're really good. Because there are two things about Hot Pink. The levels are randomly generated, more or less, from like base, from just these basic templates. But they scroll down towards you. If a block gets to the bottom where the paddle is, you can you you can your paddle can exist on top of a block too. But um, if it touches the very bottom of the screen, game over. If you drop the ball once, game over. So you have to destroy, you have to clear the screen. There are no stages. It's one big stage that scrolls down at you faster and faster and faster as you get more balls, keep more balls in the air, blah, 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 blah. Good luck, bad luck, all kinds of luck, all kinds of uh, skill. Um, super intense, visually overloaded. Uh, what, what do they say? Hot pink is your fluorescent score attack nightmare. That is exactly what it is. Take on your friends in endlessly rewarding block-smashing challenges. I really like this game. Four hours of it. It is fantastic when you're stoned. Um, What else do they say about in there about this game? They say, Hot Pink is a new hyperactive take on the classic arcade spirit that inspired it. Your goal is simple. Break as many blocks as you can for as long as you can. Ensure none reach the bottom of the screen and that you keep at least one ball on the field. Keeping your balls alive rewards you with an even faster paced game, leading to higher combos and better scores to best your friends. Games last minutes at most, but it's how you play in that time that counts. It is very, very difficult unless you have like a serious business appointment or, I mean, like a real fucking appointment you cannot get out of 
to not just keep playing this fucking game. Um, this is not a review. We'll see how if, if I ever make it to 20 hours in hot pink, which I I can very easily see, to be honest, because it's so great when you're stoned. Um, not much to think about. Overwhelming visuals. Very confusing. Super fast. Um, simple, simple, simple. Really, really complicated. Um, hot pink. Not on sale, but $9.99. And then finally, another game. This game is much cheaper. This game is the cheapest game, I think, on this list. Um, 50% off, $4.99. Super Galaxy Squadron EX Turbo, which I've been live streaming quite a bit. This is a top-down space shooter. It's not the world's greatest bullet hell top-down space shooter, but it is super overwhelmingly colorful. And I, I'm I'm a real stickler when it comes to this type of game. So my own fucking particular fucking hangups and requirements are, I would say, very, very far outside of the norm of your average gamer these days. I would say I, pro- I probably... I'm fucking weird. I mean, because like I, this is these types of games I have, I have obsessed over all my life. Um, Super Galaxy Squadron EX Turbo is a lot of fun. It's not the greatest bullet hell game ever, but it is really good, and I can't beat it. I have gotten to the last boss. I spent an hour and a half trying to beat the last boss. He's so grotesquely, disproportionately difficult for in in regards. This is arcade mode where you just have six uh, levels of shit to go through. I can easily fucking do it all, almost without never getting hit once, until the last boss. And the last boss has killed me over and over and over and over and over. Check out the Twitch stream if you want to see how that works out. Um, so I am kind of obsessed with it. It has tons of different um spaceships but the differences are fairly only cosmetic um and one thing i don't like about the game is that as you upgrade your uh primary and secondary weapon you don't have a super bomb you just have this hyper beam thing that's like you know your super attack which has to charge you have to charge it with uh you know um you know point tokens um in between uses until so you can use it again. And then you also have a slowdown time thing, which is actually really useful. I but the the upgrades to the weapons that you actually get, like the the power drops, um they do more damage and they do upgrade that thing, but they don't change the cosmetic appearance of your, you know, devastating screen filling death spray which is constantly being emitted from you um so it really is just a game of dodge the bullets because you just hold down the fire button constantly and dodge the bullets which is also really fun when you're stoned and it's it it, it's um it's a good new i would give it a seven if you want to judge it against like the all-time hall of famers like psychos uh arcade machines like um uh world war ii strikers and uh, the rest of the uh, all three of those games actually um, and Sakura whatever the fuck although that game is actual literal bullet hell that game will redefine what, what you what, I mean if you if you think that you've known bullet hell and you've never played oh god what is it it's not a sure blaster what is it called hang on let's look this up 
I wrote a huge piece about this for uh, the on Review back when me and Jeffy Wise. Uh, Samurai Aces was okay. Sengoku Ace. No, okay, yeah, that that one's insane. But uh, yeah, I think it has to be Samurai Aces. Do we have? Let me see. Let me see a screenshot. I'll know instantly. I thought I would know. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Samurai Aces. That will teach you what real bullet hell is. I mean, you will shit your pants. But uh, that's the least fair of the Psycho hardcore shooters that they ever made. The best are um, fucking uh, Strikers, 1945, uh, Strikers, 1945-2, uh, World War II Strikers. I'm pretty sure that it that they made a game called World War II Strikers. Oh, Gunbird 2! Fuck you! Gunbird 2 will fucking blow your nuts off. That is beyond bullet hell. Um, anyway. Super... Oh, shit. Super Galaxy Squadron EX Turbo is not in the same league. It's unfair to compare them. It's not unfair to compare them, but they're in the they're very different leagues. Um, one will make you rip your own face off while screaming just to taste your own blood so that you will drown and die. Maybe it's Sengoku Blade. No, that game sucks. Psycho did not churn out exclusively just the hits. But anyway, Super Galaxy Squadron EX Turbo is... At worst, a really, really fun, uh, fairly challenging, but pedestrian up until the last boss take on uh, top-down scrolling space-shooting bullet hell. Doesn't have all the elements that I would have put in the game, but it's actually a fairly good game for the game that it is. It also has one thing that's really cool. It has an endless mode, which is just one endlessly long, increasingly difficult fucking stream of pain, which is not as random as I would like it to be, because I seem to have recognized several patterns. Uh, I've only done like three or four runs uh, in endless mode, but it is way more challenging. And then there's also the hell mode um, for the six-stage campaign thing, and it has multiplayer, it has everything that you would want from a space shooter, and it's really, really pretty. Lots of explosions. Not a lot of uh, synaptic activity required to play, so it's great when you're stoned. Um, let me see. Does it have... Uh, no, it does not have local... Mul- it, doesn't have, it, doesn't have, it does not have multiplayer at all. I don't understand why all these people fucking love this game. I mean, like, they're talking about it like it's the fucking second, second coming of Christ. But... Um, yeah, it's great. Runs great on Linux. Check it out. And it's new. It's independently developed. Support these guys. And it's $4.99 now for the rest of the Steam sale. So pick that up. There are other games that we could talk about. We could talk about um, Power Rumi, uh, Wizard of Legend, Basing Stoke, which I also bought, uh, Chronicon, The Superfluous, etc. But we don't have time. We're out of time. But those five games, 
That's what we're sticking with. That's what we're going with. So pick those up. And if you haven't heard last week's episode, please be sure to check it out or just check out last week's issue of the column at www.bestlinksgames.com where we have our entire list of all, all 35 or 40, I think, I can't remember, of our best picks for this Steam Summer Sale. Get the, Grab them while they're hot, man. Seriously, this is a good summer sale. We found one of every type of fucking game possible that you could possibly ever want to play and uh, many, many, many of our super favorites, some of the best games ever available for Linux are like dirt cheap right now during this Steam Summer Sale, including Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, or Tomb Raider, because we we raid the tombs to read the tomes, we don't raid the tomes to read the tombs um, etc, etc, etc etc, 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 etc etc, etc, etc so That'll do us for this week. I will catch you next week. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Take us out, Ivor. I don't mean with a rifle. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Met there is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.